Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 38 of the On The Record Sports Podcast. My name is Drew King. I'm joined as always by managing editor of the Daily Record, Nick Castillo. Nick, how you doing? Haven't you done that one already? Uh, last week I did managing editor, this week it's managing. Okay. Yeah. Just throw the extra in somewhere else this week. You look disappointed. It's not your best friend. All right. Nick, we're going to have to get drafted with the number one overall pick and become one of the biggest busts in NBA history. It's the Kwame Brown podcast. <laughs> okay. Not a lot of 38s in the NBA. That, uh, that was the only one I knew, to be honest. We've got a lot to get to today. But first, Nick, are you familiar with one... Robert Gronkowski. I am. Nick, it was reported today that Gronk will join Fox NFL Sunday as a regular analyst. Are you in or out on Gronk as a TV analyst? I think he will probably be better than Jason Witten. Witten was not a very good commentator. He was not very good. Commentator. Um but, but let me get this straight though. Uh, Gronkowski's just going to be an analyst, not not a TV commentator. For correct, games, right? Correct. He's oh, going to well, be in the studio. Well, Wyndham would have probably been better in that kind of role too. But um, I feel like Gronk will do all right. Um, he'd probably be pretty funny. Here's what I will say: tight ends are usually some of the best interviews, um, except for Jason Witten because he has he never has anything to say. But like Greg Olson and Martellus Bennett and Tony Gonzalez. Like, I love it when those guys do radio interviews because they're usually great. They're usually very informative and funny and have good personalities. I just don't think this is the right setting for Gronk, though. I really don't care who Gronk thinks is going to win the game between the Bills and the Patriots. He's just... I don't see him uh, wearing a suit and tie every Sunday, you know? I see him wearing a tank top and with sunglasses on, hat backwards. and um, But, but Drew, what if he wore, like, the uh, Bill Belichick no-sleeves kind yeah, of yeah, hoodie, but instead yeah. it's a suit and tie? Yeah. Could I'm, you see that? Ooh. Um, I could see that, but does Fox is Fox going to allow that? Does it fit with what they're trying to do? I'm going to say no. So I'm out on Gronk as a TV analyst. It's just too different. Okay. Well, I disagree. I think it'll be all right. You know what else is too different, Nick? Uh, Thursday night game. This whole week. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was close. But you are right. Texas State and San Marcos football, their football teams are both coming off a bye this week. And the Bobcats are playing a Thursday night game again. Second of the year. Yeah. Third, With third time in a year's worth of time, I, I think, technically. We really? played a Thursday night game last year. They did. I don't know. If, I don't. I only say technically because I don't know if it's been a full year yet. Gotcha. Um, with that being said, I want to jump straight to our picks. Really? Where wow. we choose. I did not see this coming. Yeehaw! From a handful of select games... With little to no consistency. No consistency at all. We're going to start with San Marcos. Okay. They are hosting Cibolo Steel on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Now the Knights 
are a pretty good football team. One of the better teams in the division. They made the playoffs last year and just barely lost to Judson this season. Three points. I almost had a pick over all of y'all. I almost had a pick over everyone, too, but because we won't talk about that one. You talked me into Cibolo Steel. Dang you, Nick. Uh, yeah, okay. Whatever you, whatever, you say, whatever you say. Um, Cibolo Steel also fell to its stadium <clears throat> counterpart, Shirts Clemens. So that's a pretty tough start to the district schedule. They're going to be hungry for a win here. They've got a pretty good quarterback in Wyatt Beagle. He's probably going to go. What a name. Wyatt Beagle? Yeah. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correct, too. It's B-E-G-E-A-L. That sounds like a very country name. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to go D1 somewhere. He, it looks like he's been visiting a lot of um, big schools. Um, but I like San Marcos at home. I feel like that's where they play some of their best ball. So I'm going to pick San Marcos in this game. Nick, who are you going to go with? Drew, I have a stat for you. Oh. So... In 6A in the San Antonio area, Wyatt Beagle is the most efficient passer, according to Texas Red Zone Report. Shout out to our friends at Texas Red Zone Report. Okay. Uh, he completes 65.3% of his passes, uh, which is about 2% above his uh, second place guy. He's... Very efficient, though. 1,300 yards, a little over 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns to three interceptions. That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Now, Alex Garcia, also ranked in the top seven. Really? Completing 52.5% of his passes. Interesting. Has thrown for 1,149 yards and eight touchdowns. Okay. I think this game will probably be closer than last year's because, like, as you mentioned, San Marcos is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play the Rattlers pull the upset card, and I'll pick San Marcos. All right. And, yeah, and I, I do think, I mean, it would be fun if this game turned into a shootout. Where at, Which it could be. Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned both quarterbacks are very efficient. And I think Alex Garcia has a better familiarity with the offense this season. I think he's looked better for sure. Um so yeah, that should be a good game to watch. We, neither of us will be at that game, though. We are going to send our correspondent, Deshaun Hartley, to that game. So follow Deshaun. You can find him at Deshaun Hartley on Twitter. Um, he'll be giving you all the updates on that game. The other high school game we're picking this week, Nick, is very interesting. I wish I could also go to this game and see it in person. It's Austin Westlake at Lake Travis. One of the best high school rivalries in the state of Texas. The fighting Sam Ellingers versus the fighting Baker Mayfields? Basically, yeah. That's one way to look does at have it. A, does that game have a, a name to it? Is it like the, I, like the something bowl? Not that I know of, but it ought to. I mean... I don't see one, but it, it probably should. It needs Someone a nickname. should come up in, with one. Somebody tweet us a nickname. Battle of the Lakes? That one's kind of lame. Um, yeah, not a fan of that. It's too easy. Too on the nose. Yeah. Nick, who are you going with in this game? See, Drew, I think everyone, and this is probably going to be why I've said that this, I'm either going to have a bad week with these picks or a bad week with these picks. Okay. I picked Westlake. They're undefeated this year. Um, I'm going to give them the edge over Lake Travis this game. 
I never know who to pick in this one. I think Lake Travis is... I think Lake Travis won last meeting between these two teams. Um, and so I just figured, let's see if Westlake can win this year. So I picked the Chaparrales. I actually have a stat for you. Ooh, what's that? Lake Travis hasn't won this game since 2016. Wait, Lake Travis hasn't won this game? Really? Since 2016. Really? The past two seasons that they, they've lost it, which makes me pretty nervous. I don't know why. What, do you have the score of last year's game? I thought 44 it was... to 14. Really? It was not close. So I am also going Westlake in this game. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize Westlake had... I thought I thought it was opposite. Maybe that's my fault for... Maybe historically it's been opposite. Maybe Lake Travis is starting to lose their grip on this district a little bit to Westlake, but... I'm low-key shook right now. Maybe you're just wrong. I don't know. I, there, that wouldn't be the first time that's happened. That's going to be a great game, though. If you have a chance... To go That's to that one game. of those games, though, that, that like game. you like probably should buy tickets. Like you should have probably already bought tickets. Can you do that? Probably for high school games. Probably for oh. a game like this. Probably interesting. All right, we're gonna move on to college here. We have ULM at Texas State. It's a Thursday night game. I know you hate it when I make you pick Thursday night games because this is supposed to run in the Friday paper. But yeah, so you know what are you doing here, dude? Well. I, I put the picks out on Twitter before that, though. How does that... But what does that do for print? Um, not much. You already... You just know for wrong, I guess. Yeah. I you guess. just... You, you know the next day. Yeah. But just know, the picks, we are making these before game time. Let me give you the rundown okay. here. Uh, talk to Jake Spavadol today. He said the goal going into the bye week was just to get the whole team healthy. healthy. And it sounds like they've done that for the most part. No one other than Gavin Graham has been ruled out for this game. Robert Brown, the running back, is day-to-day at the moment. But there's also a good chance that Anthony D. Taylor comes back this week. Um, he, he was a game-time decision against Nichols. So Texas State goes into this game on 10 days rest, whereas ULM comes in with half of that. I think that's going to be... A significant factor coming into this game. Looking at ULM, they've got a pretty darn good offense. Um, Caleb Evans has been there forever. <laughs> he brings a lot of stability for them. He's on pace to throw 24 touchdowns and run for 12, so he's having a really good year. Um, and, and there's just like familiarity there with him. The Warhawks are not that great defensively, though. And... Jake Spavadol was asked today to kind of explain what their defensive scheme is and what he sees out of them. And what he said was ULM, their base defense, is they run man-free a ton. And so what that means is they're stacking the box. Okay. So they're just trying to stop the run. They're just trying to stop the run. The thing is, they are god-awful at stopping (laughs) the run. I'm sorry. This is great. They just want to stop the run. But they're god-awful. They are second to last in the NCAA <laughs> wow, in run defense. Which, by the way, Texas State is 10th to last. So Really? Yeah. Wow. Neither team very good at stopping the run. Is, is that stat... Can, can I run you down the teams they played? Um, go ahead. I'm sure you've seen... I'm sure you've looked. Yes. But for those listening at home, keeping score, uh, they have played Florida State, albeit Florida State is not the Florida State of years past. 
and they lost that game. Almost almost won though in overtime. Yeah. Boston. Went to overtime. They lost, I think, because of a, a missed extra point, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was a one point loss. It was 45-44. Then they played Iowa State. This one's kind of not impressive. Iowa State not looking as good as they were projected in the preseason. They lost 72 to 20. Um, Oof, 52 points. Yeah. Eh, 72 points. Uh, 72 well, well 52, 52 point, point yeah, margin. 52 yeah, point loss, but still giving up 72 points. You mentioned 52 points. That's how many points Memphis scored against them. Ah, there we go. <laughs> you like what I did there? Uh, lost 52 to 33, did better there. They're a little more close. I mean, they're closer to what you would compare in a Sun Bowl, although Memphis, obviously, better. Um, better league. Right. Uh, a team that's on the right trajectory. But it, it it seems that this might be one of those things where you look at it and you kind of mentioned that they're kind of close to Texas State. I, I wonder if it's one of those things where the competition has been really good that they've faced so far that that kind of yeah kind of skews the stat. But I do find it funny that their main goal is to stop the run and they can't stop the run. Right. And what their defense does is it leaves their defensive backs in one-on-one coverage a lot as well. And so I think that's something that Texas State could take advantage of because they have a lot of talented receivers on this team. We saw Jalen, sorry, Javen Banks uh, just burn his, his poor cornerback on a 77-yard touchdown last week or two weeks ago against Nichols. Um so this is a winnable game for Texas State. Um, before the season started, in my preseason predictions, I had this game and the Wyoming game as toss-ups, and I still kind of feel that way. I think this game is going to come down to who can control the tempo because if Texas State is able to build a lead and kind of control the clock and minimize how much they have to rely on Gresh Jensen, they're going to be in a good position to win this game. Because Gresh Jensen is not a bad quarterback. He's good for about 30 passes a game. Okay. If you start inching closer towards 40, 50, almost 60 passes, that's where you get into trouble with Gresh Jensen. I feel like that's probably the truth for most college quarterbacks. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, unless you're like... I don't know, Tua, or I was going to say Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence hasn't been all that great this year. Mm-hmm. But very rarely do I think college quarterbacks have success throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. So. Right. That would be like the Allen Bowmans or the Washington State Quarterback University. <laughs> the the Allen Bowman, the uh, Gardner Minshews? Yes. The Luke Falks, the... Unless, well, yeah, I mean, unless you're running the air raid. Right. The Shane Buchels. The, the, fighting, the fighting Shane Buchels. Yes. The fighting Drew's large adult sons. Um, so, that being said, I think Texas State should win this game. Um, they're at home. They've always played well at home this season. They're going to be fresher than ULM coming off of the bye week. And... Like I said, there's a lot that they can take advantage of against this defense. This defense has not proven to be very good in any one statistical category. So I'm going to pick the Bobcats in this game. Nick, which way are you I picked Texas State for the same reason you are. Uh, I think rest will probably play a pretty decent factor. Um, I will say, you know, at least 
ULM got Memphis at home, and it's not like they're traveling back from Memphis and then to Texas State on right. four days or three or four days rest. Right. Um, I do think that'll probably play a factor. I mean, this is going to be their third game in less than two weeks. That's a lot for a college team. Um, give me Texas State. I think it'll probably be a close one if they win it. Um, this is. Did you? I don't know if you said it, but it, was this one of your toss-up games? This was one of my toss-up games. Yes. Yeah, it was. So... It was this one in Wyoming, and the spread right now is favoring ULM by three and a half points. And Texas State opened as a point and a half favorite, right? I don't think so. I, I think I saw that oh. on Vegas Insider. Okay. That's the website I, I cheat in look at the <laughs> spreads. Um, yeah, so Texas State. All right. Next college game. You ready for this one, Nick? Oh, I'm, I'm always ready for this one. It's the Red River Rivalry. Ooh, I believe it's colloquially known as the Red River Shootout. It's the Red River Rivalry. <laughs> Number six. Oh, who? Yeah. Versus number 11, Texas. Nick, the Longhorns are a 10.5 point underdog. Drew, this would not be the first time in recent history that they have entered this game as a double-digit underdog. Mm -hmm. I think they came in as a double-digit underdog last year. Right, not including the Big 12 championship. Now, sure, the Sooners have the number one offense in the country by a wide margin. And yes... They have the number 46 defense in the NCAA. And yeah, Texas is a bottom five passing defense right now. And sure, ESPN's FPI gives Oklahoma a 79.8% chance to win. And maybe Lincoln Riley is a really good coach who already turned down the Washington job in the NFL. But Nick, this is the Red River rivalry. And the numbers don't matter. So give me Texas and hook up. Do do I even have to say who I'm gonna pick? This is Texas. It's Texas. It's Texas. All right, let's move on. Number one, Alabama at number twenty-four, Texas A&M. The Aggies are a sixteen and a half point underdog here. You know what's weird, Nick? What's that, Drew? Alabama actually doesn't really have an elite defense this year. They're giving up three hundred twenty-five yards per game. It's good. It's just not, you know, the top caliber. They're, like, in the 30s this year instead of the top 10. Not that that matters. I'm still going to Alabama. I will take Alabama, too. All I right. mean, it, it, it's not. I don't think it's even going to be close. <laughs> the spread doesn't think so either. Next game, number 10, Penn State at number 17, Iowa, Penn State here is a four and a half point favorite. And the only reason we're picking this game is so that I can redeem myself after calling myself the Big Ten Brainiac. I, what did we call you after that? The Big the the Big Ten Baby. The Big Ten Baby. I'm the Big Ten Baby. I'm here to redeem myself. He though. is no he is no uh, Brainiac, he baby. I should have known Iowa was Iowa was going to lose that game against Michigan because you can never trust Iowa. And especially not against Penn State. So give me the Nittany Lions. Yeah, Drew. Penn State's defense is number 14 in the country. Pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. So, you're... But I will say, though, Iowa's defense, number five in the country. Oh. And? They still lost to, yeah. to Michigan. Yeah. But 
That's because their offense was garb. Mm-hmm. So you're also going Penn State. Though. I am going with the Nittany the Nittany Lions. I am going with Penn State. Okay. <laughs> Last college game: Florida at LSU. The Tigers are thirteen and a half point favorite. I'm just gonna throw this out here. Tell me what you think, okay? Last week, Florida was ranked tenth. Auburn was ranked seventh, and Florida beat Auburn. This week, Florida is ranked seventh, and LSU is ranked fifth. Smaller difference, Nick. What you think? Who you going with, Drew? I'm still going LSU. Yeah, I'm going with LSU. <laughs> I don't think this one will be close. I just wanted to make an argument. Yeah, I don't think this one will be close. <laughs> Moving on to the NFL. Nick, Dallas, the dumpster fire, is here to stay. The Cowboys will visit the Jets, coming off a loss to the Green Bay Packers. Dallas is a seven-point favorite this week. But Sam Darnold is back. Are you scared, Nick? Oh, no, not at all. Of <laughs> Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold? Darnold? <laughs> I'm supposed to be afraid of Sam Darnold? You should be. He doesn't have mono anymore. Oh. Well, great. Think about it. it does, does like that give him a superpower? No. Well, then he's still losing to the Cowboys. Yeah, I kind of agree. The Cowboys are like a freshly lit dumpster fire, whereas the Jets have been burning for a while now. So I'm going to take the less uh, flammable dumpster fire, I guess. That's the best way to describe it. Next game, Houston. Drew, Drew, I still have the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Oh. Because I boldly proclaimed it, and I will not back off from it. You hate to see it. Well, well, Drew, I have a question. Okay. Are you not allowed to have a bad game two times in a row? <laughs> two times. Gotta get it out of your system. No, you're not. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, next game: Houston at Kansas City. The Chiefs are a five-point favorite, but they did not look right against the Colts. They were held to thirteen points. And took their first loss of the season. Which has me concerned. A little bit. Meanwhile, the Texans had like a historically good day on offense against the Falcons. Put up 52 points. So this is not as much of a no-brainer as it should be. Nick, who are you going with? Sure, this one was tough because, I, you know, did you watch any of, of the Kansas City game? I did not. Uh, I haven't looked at the at the, like... What do you call injury report? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that one uh, Patrick Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Why am his name escaping me? Is escaping me? I don't know. I'm sure one Pat Mahomes will play, but I think his ankle was really bothering him, and the Colts got to him a lot, um, and he limped off the field a couple times. So I, I am concerned. I picked Houston. I know I picked Kansas City, but mm-hmm. I actually really like Houston. Like, as I was typing Kansas City, I was like, I'm going to get this wrong. It's time to it. switch, Nick. I guess. It's time to switch. You pull the trigger and no. you could get a game over everybody else. No, you're trying to do what, what you told me to do when you picked Steel over 
Judson. Mm-hmm. I'm staying with Kansas City. Yeah, I don't want to overthink it either, so I'll stick with the Chiefs as well. Last game, New Orleans at Jacksonville. The Jaguars are a one-point favorite. The Saints are still without Drew Brees, my namesake, but Jacksonville is still without Jalen Ramsey. And here's the thing. The Jaguars' defense without Jalen Ramsey, not very good. They gave up 24 points to the Broncos and 34 points to the Panthers. That's not very impressive. So I'm going to stick with the Saints here, even though they're the underdog. Nick, who do you have? Saints. Wait, the Saints are underdogs? Mm-hmm. By one point. They're on the road? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't even care about that. <laughs> no. What? Oh, what? And those Have are... they not seen how Teddy Bridgewater has played? He hasn't been bad. Uh, he hasn't been great, though. But he hasn't been bad. Okay. All right. Those okay. are the picks. Okay. Where we... Choose. Are we... I don't where know. we inaccurately... Make predictions. Yeah. Um, let's close out the podcast here. We have San Marcos High School Volleyball. They lost to New Braunfels Canyon on Friday, 3-0. to zero. That ended the first district cycle. So now they'll head into the second cycle tonight at San Antonio East Central. Which they, is Tuesday night. Which is Tuesday night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. They won that match the last time they played each other in the first cycle so we'll see if the lady rattlers can repeat there san marcus academy football i went to this game friday nick let me tell you these bears they look pretty good yeah i was following along on your tweets and i was like wow this sma team they're what are they undefeated they are five and one five and one that's still pretty good they came from behind to beat sacred heart on friday 27 to 21 Bryce Patterson, the quarterback, sealed it with an eight-yard run for a touchdown on the last drive of the game. Um, The Bears had three interceptions. The defense looked pretty good. And I feel like this team is peaking at just the right time because they start district play this Friday. Um, And so they will head to Waco to take on um, Riker Catholic. And they have a better record than everybody else in the district right now. They have five wins. Everyone else has two. So there's a good chance they could take this district title will they sick them i don't think that's what they say to be honest i don't i I don't think that's what they see either but that's what the other bear team in waco says i see what you said yeah but these bears are in san marcus i know it's a joke drew it's a bad one i'll see myself out let's talk about texas state soccer they returned to form this weekend Blew out ULM on the road Friday, 5-0. to zero. Which, this was weird, because you just said they were on the road and you're about to say the next thing. Then they picked up a home win, a shutout against App State, 2-0. to zero. So back-to-back shutouts for them. Um, that was a really important stretch there for them to get those two wins get some points and move back up the standings. Um, Kaylee Davis earned Offensive Player of the Week. She had two goals in that in that match against ULM and then also had an assist against App State. Had a nice pass to Rennie Moore for a goal. Um, they know that they're pretty much out of contention for the regular season title, but if they keep playing like they did these past two games, they should be threats still to win the tournament, I think. Um, but 
they still need to keep collecting wins. I think they're tied for fifth place in the conference right now. Um, and they'll host Louisiana on Friday at 7 p.m. And then finally, Texas State Volleyball um, Yikes. ruined my take. Yikes. Ruined my prediction. Sorry, I thought they were going to go undefeated in the Sun Belt, but they go out and lose to Arkansas State on Friday 3-2. to two. They did bounce back on Saturday. They swept Little Rock. And they're actually at UT Arlington right now. I don't know what the score of the game is. Nick, ooh, could ooh. you look it up for me? Um, but they're gonna after that game, they're gonna return home. They're gonna play the two Georgia teams. They're taking on Georgia State on Friday at six thirty p.m. and then Georgia Southern on Saturday at six thirty p.m. So they need to keep winning as well. Nick, what you got for Would me? Would you like to guess? I'm gonna say they're up one set. Or maybe two. You're up. You're right with one set. One set. Okay. They won the first set. Drew twenty-five to fourteen. There it is. Um, they are about. They're a little over midway through the second set, mm-hmm. and Texas State leads fifteen to eleven. Texas State currently on a four-zero run. There you go. Um, Looking like they'll pull out this one on the road in Arlington. So it sounds like they're a little bit offended that they lost the game against Arkansas State and might just tear through the rest of the regular well, season. you know, Drew, every now and then they have a loss that you that they... Uh, my first year when I covered them, they began the, the season with... The, or the conference season with a really bad loss to South Alabama. They got swept at home. And then Karen Chisholm let her team kind of discuss it. By their own, and then they went on to win the... Did they win? I don't remember if they won the Sun Belt, or they proceeded to dominate for most of the Sun Belt season. You're talking about the 2017 season? Yeah, I don't think they won the turn. No, they made it all the way to the conference championship and lost in ah, five, I believe. Gotcha. All right, Nick, I think that'll do it. Do you have anything else? Uh, Drew, What's up? you denied me... The opportunity to name this podcast the Stuffy Podcast. Yeah, and I'm very disappointed. Well, because I I went and grabbed some Vicks before. Yeah, I would like to inform everyone that if I sound funny, it's because I'm super stuffy, and I blame Drew. That is all. It wasn't my fault. It's okay. Just deny it. It wasn't. It's just allergies. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I think that will conclude. Our 38th episode, we made it. Another one. Another one. We made 38 podcasts. That's it. <laughs> That's the sentence. <laughs> I made this sentence up because we had so much trouble finding Only. a 38. Well, we found a 38. We're not going to mention this person's name, but if you look them up, there are reasons why we're not mentioning this person's name. We'd yeah. like to avoid... And we're not uh, talking about Kwame Brown this time. Yeah, well, I mean, both equally ridiculous in their own ways. Um, nobody really cares about 38 anyways. Uh, no. Yeah. Do you have an idea for 39, though? I mean, I know you don't want to ruin it, but are there any good 39s? Let so? me just say, you will be blown away by number 39. All right? That's all I'm going to say. Hold on. Hold on, Drew. Stay tuned, folks. Thank you. Nick, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, Drew, if they are looking for bad takes, and especially this weekend, well, hold on, Thursday night, they can expect really good tweets from us. So yes. follow me at Nick underscore Castillo 74. Yes. But on Saturday, I might be wildin' because it's OU Hate Week. It is OU Hate Week. You can follow me 
Drew King on Twitter at DrewKing0222. And make sure you follow the Daily Record Sports account at SMBR Sports. Also follow our dude Deshaun Hartley, which we already said his handle is at Deshaun Hartley. Please follow him as well. Yes, because we will not be at any games on Friday night. Yeah, we, we will t- be at Rachel Willis's wedding. You, yeah, you're having trouble with the uh, possessive on that one. Yes. That one a tricky one. But yes, uh, every now and then life is more important than sports. And this is one of those moments uh, we will be celebrating a wedding. Yes, so shouts our, to our, our features editor slash uh, digital director. Yeah. Shouts to Rachel and Clint. And Clint. Congrats to them. They made it. Remember, (laughs) you can now find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify. How do they do that, Nick? Drew, they look up San Marcos Daily Records Sports. Thank you so much for listening. This has been On The Record Sports. We will be back next week. I don't think that's what they say, to be honest. I don't I, I don't think that's what they see either, but that's what the other bear team in Waco says. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but these bears are in San Marcos. I know, it's a joke, Drew. It's a bad one. I'll see myself out.